Amen. And then there'll be a, a, an important announcement after about uh, the weekend, uh, 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 some events for the weekend. But uh, Father God, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're going to speak about very, very important things, some secrets about faith, faith secrets. God wants to speak to us about some faith secrets. Hallelujah. Faith is very important. Some people don't know the importance of faith. But faith is extremely important. Now, we know that we cannot please God without faith. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we know that we cannot please God without faith. Now the Bible also says that for we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. So we cannot walk with God without faith. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says for we walk by faith, not by sight. <clears throat> and that will be found. Amen. Let me see if I can remember where these verses are. I believe that is in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And verse, is it Second uh, Corinthians 5, 10-ish, uh, yeah, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So we know that we cannot walk with God without faith. The Bible says Enoch walked with God and was not because God took him. Then when you go to Hebrews chapter 11, from verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Let me see if I... Uh, uh, yes, okay, good. So it means that we cannot uh, uh, have a good report without faith. Hallelujah. So we need faith to even have a good report in heaven, like the elders did. Now also, we cannot be saved without faith, because Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 8 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, the, the faith, uh, we, uh, uh, we, we are saved by faith or through faith, meaning that it is through faith that God saves us. But the faith that is given to us for our salvation is because of the grace of God. Because without faith, you cannot be saved. So God gives us the grace or has poured out his grace upon us so that we can have faith to be saved. Hallelujah. Now, we cannot even overcome the world without faith. Now, let's look at 1 John chapter 5. Very important verse. You know, 1 John chapter 5. Now, I'll start from verse uh, 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 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Then verse 5 says, Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So there are two important things that join together. Now you can, uh, uh, whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Now it explains what it means to be born again. So if you are born again, if, if, you are, if, if you are born of God, you will overcome the world. Now you overcome the world because you are born of God. Now that happens, the one who is born of God is the one who overcomes the world. And that person that does it through faith, 
Now, faith in what? Verse 5 makes it clear that who is he that overcometh the world or has that kind of faith to overcome the world or who is he that is born of God? He that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. So, faith in Jesus Christ that he is the Son of God gives you the faith you need. And that faith gives you wealth overcoming faith to overcome the world. So, the engine or the mechanism or the tool that gives us the ability to overcome the world is our faith. Hallelujah to Jesus. So there are so many reasons. Walking by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. To even be just before God, you need to have faith. To obtain a good report, you need faith. To, 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 to not walk by sight, but by, by, uh, by, but by faith, you need... Uh, sorry. Yeah, to not walk by sight, but by faith, is how you and I walk with God. We walk with God. We are saved through faith. Faith is the important thing. We overcome the world through faith. Now, overcoming the world through faith means that you and I overcome every problem. The word world in the Bible just refers to everything you and I hate. Everything you and I are praying against. Everything you and I are, are, are praying to God against. Our prayer topics. The things that defeat human beings. The things that human beings do. Uh, 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 how do I say it? Addictions. Things that human beings are striving against, uh, defeat, poverty, disease, all these things are part of the world. So anytime the Bible talks about the world, the Bible talks about things we loathe, we hate, we fight against, we pray against, we don't want. Anytime we are talking about the world, this is it's all negativity, all things connected to the devil and problems. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Faith gives us victory over these things. So it means that faith is very important. Hallelujah. So we are going to talk about uh, different aspects of faith. But today we want to talk about faith in prayer. Prayer which proves faith and how prayer works with faith. Or how prayer uh, 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 proves that you have faith. Hallelujah. So faith is prayer and prayer is faith. Now, someone will say, how possible? Look, think about it. How many people, if you, are in an, you, you have an emergency or there is something that is really bothering you, you will not do other things, but you spend hours praying. For you to spend your time doing something, it must mean that you believe in that thing. Anyone who spends hours praying to God or spends time praying to God or joins the flow meeting to pray for long periods of time or in your own house, you are praying for hours. You, you, you can only do, do that because you have faith. It is not possible to just say that I'm praying. I'm, I'm praying just because I want to pray or because uh, the church or the pastor says I should pray. You and I only pray because of our faith. Hallelujah. So the first important thing we must know is that God interprets you and I, our prayer, as acts of faith. God interprets my prayer and your prayer as an act of faith. Think about it. It means anytime I pray, oh, Father God in heaven, I pray and I ask you for favor concerning this condition. It means it's an act of faith. Faith is reliance or confidence in what God said. Faith is confidence. It's, it's, it, faith is the conviction or is the assurance of things you are hoping for. It means I am very assured of this particular thing because I've spoken to God about it. Now, 
I have the, the, the evidence that it is mine because the Bible says it is mine. The evidence and the guarantee that it is mine is that it is in the Bible. That is faith. So God is giving us an example of faith. Now let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. And that will give us a clear understanding or example of what faith is. Hallelujah. And he spake a parable unto them. That's Jesus Christ. So Jesus gave us a parable to encourage us to pray and not to faint. I'll say it in another way. Jesus gave you and I a parable to always pray and never give up on what we are praying about. So someone is praying for a job or someone is praying for a, a, a believing God for a disease to be healed, a, 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 for healing. Or someone is believing God for, for, for a, 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 a getting married or looking for a beloved or a marital problem or whatever it is. Someone is trusting God for it. Now, they've prayed about three, four times, and a lot of people just give up and start praying about something else because they ask, they ask to say to themselves, is this something God is really going to answer? Is God really going to answer my prayer? I'm not very sure. Maybe, perhaps, per adventure. But the one who is in faith is not giving up on what they are praying about, but they are constantly praying. They are praying over and over and over again they are praying without ceasing they are praying about that particular topic and they are not giving up on it even if it takes one year they are still praying and praying and praying and praying they are praying without giving up so anyone who is acting in faith or following this verse is saying to themselves that look i'm trusting god for this thing and i'm not going to give up on it no matter what so he spake a parable and the one who is going to answer us or who is going to give us the, the, the answer to our prayer, if someone is trying to uh, do something that was just declined. Uh, so it means that when you and I are praying for something, the one who is going to answer our prayer, Jesus Christ, the one who is going to answer our prayer or God the Father, because God the Father answers our prayer, and Jesus Christ does certain things for us when we pray. We'll talk about that. So God the Father, how is he going to answer my prayer and your prayer? The one who guarantees my answered prayer is the one telling me that, look, I should pray and not give up on what I'm praying about. Think about it. The one who has promised me that when I pray in his name, he would give it to me, is telling me that there will come a time that I'll have to keep praying and praying and praying and praying about something and I'm not going to faint about it. Now let's read it and see what he's talking about. There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. So there was a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. And there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying, Avenge me of mine adversary. So this widow was, was asking, avenge me, avenge me of my adversary. Avenge me, deal with my situation. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubleth me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge saith. And shall not God avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him, though he bear long with them? I tell you, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on earth? 
this is very important. So Jesus is saying that, look, people, I died for you. I am the one who is the apostle and high priest of your profession. I am the one who is going to guarantee that you get your answered prayer. Whether it's through me or through God the Father, I'm going to guarantee that what you ask for, you get. But remember that you would have to keep praying sometimes and praying without giving up on what you are praying about. Now, I'm going to give you a parable to explain what I'm telling you. Now, this parable is talking about an unrighteous judge who did not fear people or fear God, meaning that I don't fear God. So even if someone comes to me to avenge them, I don't fear God. I don't have to answer to anyone. I will not even bother with them. I will not even hear what any person says. How much more a widow? And I don't fear God. I don't regard man. Now, there is a certain woman who has come to me to avenge her. And I ignored her and told her, I don't have time for you. Don't, don't, don't bother. But this woman keeps coming every day. Every day I come, she comes to me. She keeps coming and coming and coming and asking me to avenge her. And as she comes, I keep telling her, I don't have time for you. I'm going to talk to people who matter. In quotes, of course, according to him. But as she keeps coming, she's worrying me because, look, no matter how you are, no matter how wicked a person is, when someone keeps coming to you over and over again, you get tired. You, you get wary. And the example I can give is when my children were younger, of course, when they get older, they don't have time to, to deal with uh, 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 you. They all, they, it's only their, only their friends. But when they were younger, anytime they wanted to spend time with me or they wanted to talk to me, they'll ask me for something. Dad, can I play the video game? Uh, or Dad, can you get me this? I'll say, you know what? I don't have time now. Don't worry about it. Talk to me later on. I'm, I'm not ready. Look, these kids would come. Daddy, can I, come, can I have it again? No, I'm not ready. Then sometimes, instead of talking to me, they'll just come and stand in front of me and bow their heads. They are giving me a message. What they are telling me is that, look, you've told me not to say it again, but I'm just coming and I'm standing here. You can't tell me I've not said it, but I'm standing here. And that is a message to you that I'm asking you. I get tired of it and I say, you know, do what you want. Yes, I'll give it to you. That's because I'm, I'm, I'm getting tired. So God, Jesus was saying that this unrighteous judge, even though he, would, he did not regard God or fear man, at that point he got tired of it. He got tired of the widow coming. And Jesus used the widow because the widows were people who could not do anything for the judge. A widow was someone who was almost helpless. So using a widow who was almost helpless, who could not avenge, who could not do anything, who had no lawyer or no one to even defend her. Jesus used that example. So he, he was tired and said, you know what? Even though I don't fear God nor regard man, I'm getting tired of this woman. Let me just give her what she wants so that she will go home. Then God, Jesus said, if an unrighteous judge will do this, would God, who is the righteous judge, who loves us and, die, and sent Jesus to die for us, will not God avenge his very elect or his Christians who cry unto him day and night about a particular issue? I tell you, he would avenge them speedily. Then he made a very critical, very important statement. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, would he find faith on earth? Or, let me say it in another way, or when the Son of Man cometh, would he find people praying? 
Because Jesus was linking persistent prayer as a great act of faith. Or Jesus was linking persistent prayer to acts of faith. It means anytime someone is praying consistently and persistently about a particular thing, that person is showing God that I have faith in you and I'm going to persist and persist and persist until you give it to me. So prayer is a great act of faith. Hallelujah to Jesus. So what does it mean? It means that from now on, when you and I are praying and we are persistent on what we are praying about, we are telling God that God, I know without a doubt that what I am praying about, you are going to give it to me. So I'm not going to give up on what I'm praying about. I'm going to continue and continue and continue till you give it to me. So from now on, I want to encourage us to be people of faith. People of faith who prove to God that we believe in him. Think about it. If, even if there is someone who cannot do something, a human being who cannot do something, but their child or another person is having so much confidence in them and telling them that, you know what, I know you can do it, but it's going to cost you a lot to do it. Say, for example, myself, I'm not willing to do something for my child or for another person but because it's going to cost me a lot to do it but the person who comes to me feels that i can do it and i am going to do it and i i love them so much that i'll do it that in itself would push me to do it for them even though it's going to cost me but we say that god who is the one true only God and this God is willing to give us everything we want and he has bountiful supplies. He, he is immutable, he is, he, is, he is infallible, he is unboundless. He, he, he is omnipresent, he is omnipotent, he is big, he is the almighty God. He, he is the all-breasted one. Now when you look at how big the universe is and you see that the, the earth, is the footstool of God. And the heavens of heavens cannot contain him. It means that God is too big to fit into the universe. My goodness, did you get that? And the universe is still expanding. The universe, the Bible says that God stretches the heavens like a curtain. Astronomy today has found that the heavens are expanding, that the universe is expanding and not contracting. So, and this was written thousands of years ago by Isaiah. That the heavens, God is stretching the heavens like a curtain. I mean, when you look at the stars, no wonder the person sang how great thou art. When you look at the stars, when you look at the universe, and you see how vast it is. Now, think about it. How far is our solar system? Have, have any... Has NASA been able to go, or any of the places in the world, have, have they been able to go past our solar system? Ha, has any human being been able to cross it? And yet our solar system is very small, and there are millions of solar systems in our galaxy. And our galaxy is one of the small galaxies called the Milky Way galaxy. And there is a very huge galaxy called the Andromeda, Andromeda galaxy, which is a neighboring galaxy, and there are billions of galaxies in the universe billions and trillions of light years away and yet the the god we serve the universe cannot contain him 
So if we serve such a God and this God has bountiful supplies and can do anything, he says, ah, is there anything too hard for me? This God is saying that don't give up on what you are praying about. That I will give you anything you are looking for when you ask me. Now think about it. If we believe it and we ask him continuously, we prove to him that we have faith in him. Hallelujah. Now someone will say, maybe we'll talk about that another time. Someone will say, oh yes, I have faith in him, but my mind is telling me something new. And because my mind is telling me that um, uh, my, mouth is, my mind is doubting, even though I'm walking in faith, my mind is doubting. Therefore, I've negated the prayer. No, you haven't. There is a difference between faith and mind work. You can have doubt in your mind, but faith in your heart. That's why we talk about and doubt in the heart. We will talk about that later on. But having doubt in the mind, do not speak it out. Do not confess it. Do not ponder upon the doubt in the mind. Because you and I do not have any control over what comes into our minds. But we have the right to make sure it doesn't establish a thought process in our minds. Let me give you another example. You and I do not have control over birds flying over our heads. You and I cannot control a bird flying over our head. But you and I can control a bird building a nest over on our head. You and I cannot control what comes into our minds. But you and I can make sure that it doesn't establish a thought process in our minds and it flees from our minds eventually. Why do I say that even God manifested in the flesh, Satan was able to speak to him in his mind through his temptation? So the fact that you are doubting in the mind does not mean you are doubting in the heart. Because faith is of the heart. We'll continue and talk about that later on. Hallelujah. Maybe in, a, in, in, another, in another message of faith or maybe this one. Now the next important thing is that God sees your prayer as faith. God sees my prayer and your prayer as faith. Now, this is one of the most important faith verses in the Bible. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 26. And this is a, 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 a verse you and I must memorize. Memorize this scripture from 22 to 26. Now, what does it say? And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive your trespasses. For if, or but if ye forgive not, or if ye do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Very, very important verse. Now, what is this verse saying from verse 22? Jesus, now, before verse 22, I'll give you a quick history. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem to go and kill the people, uh, the, the people uh, trying to 
uh, defiled, defiled the temple and the Pharisees and those uh, uh, using the church or the, the temple as a, a way to gain. Uh, hallelujah. So on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus saw a fig tree in front of him and said he was hungry because he, he was in his human form. So he was hungry uh, and said, let me go. Perhaps there will be figs uh, 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 on the fig tree because there are leaves. So Jesus said, in fact, I'll, I'll just read it. Uh, and seeing a fig tree afar off having leaves, he came if happily he might find anything thereof. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for the time of figs was not yet. Now, when you read it in Matthew and read it in Mark, you get a complete picture. But we don't have time for that now. Hallelujah. So Jesus went to the fig tree and he thought there will be, there'll, there'll be uh, fruits, figs, because anytime there are leaves, usually there are fruits. So when he went with excitement to see whether there were fruits, he didn't see it. And then what did Jesus do afterward? And then Jesus said to the fig tree, no one would eat fruit from you again. And the disciples heard it. So all Jesus said was that no one will eat fruit from you again. Now when you read it in Matthew, it explains that immediately the fig tree dried up from the roots. Now Mark goes on to talk about the fact that Jesus went to Jerusalem. And then after killing the people, whipping them out of the temple, he was returning. And the Bible says that as Jesus was returning, he realized that uh, Peter saw and all the apostles saw that there were no more fruits. On the fig tree and actually the fig tree sorry they realized that the fig tree had withered from the roots so peter calling to remembrance and said master the fig tree which thou cursed has withered away and then jesus said answering saith unto them have faith in god so you and i must remember what it means jesus spoke to the fig tree and said no one will eat fruit from you again and immediately the fig tree withered away now, in Matthew, uh, or in one of the Gospels, Jesus said that whatever Jesus did to the fig tree, if you have faith, you can do the same thing. Meaning that if, you, if Jesus was able to say, fig tree, no one will eat tree, uh, fruit from you again, and immediately the fig tree withered from the root. It means that you and I can speak to circumstances and situations and they would obey us. So Jesus Christ... As he did that, Peter, when they were coming back, Peter, they passed through where the fig tree was. And Peter saw it and calling to remembrance said, Master, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Then Jesus answering said unto them, have faith in God. Or have the faith of God. Or have the God kind of faith. Glory to God. What is the God kind of faith? The faith which says with their heart and believes or says with their mouth and believes with their heart what they have said with their mouth and it comes to pass meaning that the faith which believes in their hearts and proclaims with their mouth what they believe and it comes to pass so jesus said have the faith of god or have the the, the god kind of faith or have faith in god what does it mean to have faith in god then jesus talked about two equal ways or two-pronged ways to have faith in God. Now, what am I talking about? How many are getting what I'm saying so far before I continue? I'm preaching. So, what does it mean? Number one, 
whosoever. Now, before we continue, what does that word whosoever mean? Now, when you look at the word whosoever in this verse, that same whosoever can be found in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, blessed be God, if the whosoever in John 3.16 means me, oh, you can bet, surely bet that the whosoever in Mark 11.23 means me. Amen. Amen. So whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be cast to yonder place or be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Not the mouth, the, the mind. And shall not doubt in his heart. Not the mind. And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that the things which they are saying shall come to pass, he or she shall have whatsoever he said. There's not a single word of our prayer here. This is confessing and com commanding and demanding. We'll talk about it later, but this is similar to saying that, and if you shall ask or demand anything, thing Jesus said in the Gospel of John, if you shall ask or demand anything in my name, I'll make sure it's done. Hallelujah to Jesus. Did you get that? So, the first part of have faith in God is confessing. You and I must learn how to confess. Oh, fear is coming. I rebuke you, spirit of fear, in the name of Jesus. For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power, love, and of a sound mind. And I exercise my authority in Jesus' name. Get away from me, spirit of uh, uh, fear, in Jesus' name. Oh, you, and you don't have to doubt. You, have, you, 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 you do not doubt in the heart. That is moving. Oh, I said that is moving, that is going, that is running, that is fleeing. Hallelujah. But if you have doubt in your heart, what will happen? Let's go to James quickly. I'm just giving you some snippets. We'll talk about faith in detail uh, later on. And we'll talk about uh, uh, some of these key points. James chapter 1. Now, let's go from verse 5 to 8. Very important. We're talking about faith, confessing and faith. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to use this verse to explain the first part of faith and then the second part of Mark 11:23. Now, let's continue. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. Of course, this is praying. Nothing wavering. So that person who is asking must ask in faith without wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Look at verse 7. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. The one who is doubting in the mind should not think that he or she shall receive anything of the Lord. Now, that's why it's important to ask in faith. But there's a difference between Faith in the heart and doubt in the mind. Is that an example? How many remember after the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus and Peter, James, John? Oh, may you and I be the Peter, James, John. I want to be the John. 
Peter is also powerful. It's okay. You can be Peter. You can be James. I like John. John, they, he couldn't die. They tried killing him. How, how is he going, John going to die? Beloved of Jesus. <clears throat> Hallelujah. As they were coming down, Jesus always went everywhere with Peter, James, John, and the other disciples were left behind. Every place, Garden of Gethsemane, let's move forward. Peter, James, John, come with me forward. Jairus' daughter, Peter, James, John. Anyway, let's continue. So Peter, James, John, as they were coming down, they were shouting and commotion. People were screaming, shouting. Why? Because there was a man whose son had a deaf and dumb spirit. And the apostles, with all their anointing, were trying to cast the devil out of the boy, and they couldn't cast the devil out. And then Jesus said, Oh, faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I suffer you? How long would, I mean, what, bring him to me. Then Jesus said, what do you want? Jesus asked, this guy, what do you want? He said, oh, my son, there's a deaf and dumb spirit and it's been throwing him into the fire and trying to kill him. He's been foaming in the mouth and he asked uh, the disciples to heal the, the boy and the disciples couldn't. Then Jesus said, do you believe? The man said, I believe, but help thou mine unbelief. Glory to God, I'm preaching to somebody here. So what does it mean? It means, I believe in my heart, that's why I'm speaking to you. But help me on, on my unbelief. My mind is telling me that it's not going to work. My mind is telling me that I'm not going to be able to get what I'm asking for. My mind is telling me that, oh man, it's not going to work. But my heart is believing. So I believe with my heart, but help my mind in, of, of unbelief. But that was good enough for Jesus. And Jesus healed the boy. Then the disciples asked, why couldn't we cast the devil out? Then Jesus said, this kind cannot come out except through prayer and fasting. Let's go back to our verse. I just wanted to show you and explain to you what Jesus also said. And does not doubt in his heart. So you speak to Satan, afflicted, trying to afflict a saint. Or you are bed fast in bed, you are sick. God forbid any of us are sick, but maybe there's someone who is sick in bed. And you are casting the spirit of infirmity out. As you are casting the spirit of infirmity out and saying, I cast you out, spirit of infirmity, get out in Jesus' name, you are not doubting in your heart. But you believe that what you are saying would come to pass. Meaning that as you are speaking in faith, you are saying in the name of Jesus that what I have said is going to happen because I have faith that because I've said it in Jesus' name and I'm not doubting my heart, it is settled and that settles it. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here. Yeah, preaching. Later on, when we are talking about the authority of the believer, we'll talk about the fact that delegated power, the king, the king cannot even kill any of the soldiers, even though some of the kings were very skilled. The king is not the strongest person in the land. But when the king makes a decree, because you and I are kings, we are to reign as kings in life through Jesus Christ, Romans 5, 17. When you and I are reigning and we say, if a king, King Henry and all those kings in the Old Testament, I mean, in the olden days, King Henry, Shakespeare time, the 14th century, if they say, I need 10 pieces of chicken today, now, in five hours, I need it now, and then they go home to rest. When they come back, and there's no chicken. 
there's a problem. So as the king is decreeing or decreeing that someone should be put to death, the king knows that because they have said it, that settles it. It is not possible that he will come the next day and it has not been done. Am I preaching to somebody? The policeman, when the policeman is coming, he is not coming because he's the strongest. He's coming because he has delegated power. The power of the mayor, the power of the governor, and it goes all the way up. He's, that, that policeman is using, of course, the proper policeman, not the murderer. He's coming with authority to, 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 to ask you for your license and registration. Am I preaching to somebody? In the same way, when you and I are speaking to Satan in Jesus' name and we don't have doubt and we are not doubting, and we say in Jesus' name, I rebuke the spirit of fear, I rebuke this condition, this mountain of trouble that is afflicting me, in Jesus' name, I command this mountain to move to yonder place in Jesus' name, and I'm not doubting. I'm not going to look the next day to see the mountains there. Why? I know it's there because God said it. Now, even though I know it's there, why is it that even though I know it's there, the next day, the thing is still there. Now, many Christians will say, oh, my prayer was not heard because the thing is still there. No. So far as I'm concerned, I've prayed about it. The thing is still there. In heaven, it's been settled. It's just about to be manifested on earth. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. We'll talk about that later on. We are talking about prayer here. Now, let's move to the next one. But there's a lot to say. Actually, this is a series. Hallelujah. So very important that you speak in faith. Now, the next part which comes to prayer is verse 24. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Glory to God. Did you get that? Amen. What am I talking about? What I'm talking about is when you are praying, God sees it as a great act of faith because you believe you've received. What am I talking about? John XYZ has cancer. And John XYZ has said a prayer of faith in the name of Jesus Christ about the cancer. And has rebuked the spirit of cancer and has cast out the spirit of cancer. Sometimes maybe John XYZ was smoking tobacco, tobacco, cigarettes until lung cancer formed. Maybe there's a demon of lung cancer, I don't know, but maybe it's actually just rebuking the cancer. Not all cancer from lung cancer from cigarettes, so some could be demonic, some might not be. So he casts out that uh, uh, spirit of cancer or rebukes the spirit of cancer or rebukes cancer and commands cancer to live in Jesus' name and then prays, oh God in heaven, I pray that you'd heal me completely of cancer i have faith in you and i trust that you are going to heal me of cancer your word says that by your stripes i was healed now if jesus christ you healed me two thousand years ago when god laid the cancer on jesus and jesus bore it for me why should i and you bear the same sickness i thank you for your healing in jesus name and then after that starts to thank god for the healing did you get me so far? Yes. Now, when God heals John XYZ of cancer, what will John XYZ do after the healing? Let's assume they go to the hospital and the doctor gives them a good report that you are cancer-free. We don't know, we don't know, what, we know what happened. 
but your cancer is gone, that God has done a miracle in your life. What is the typical thing John XYZ would do? I'm asking you. Thanks. They'll do what? Give thanks. They'll give, give thanks. thanks and they'll praise God. Very good. So when you've prayed to God and you believe you've received, what does it mean? You will thank God and praise God before you get what you're looking for. Amen. Because you know without a doubt that God has done it for you because you have prayed in the name of Jesus. Let me read it again. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. When do you believe you received? You believe you received at the point of prayer, not after. After, yes. But this particular verse is talking about believing you've received when you pray. When you pray. Am I preaching to somebody? Yeah, preaching. Oh, Father God. So before you say amen, oh, Father God, I bless your name. I give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Thank you for healing. Thank you for your divine healing. I bless you for your healing. Oh, I bless your name in Jesus' name. Now, in three days' time, maybe the pain is even worse. And the cancer is even worse. You are, you are feeling terrible pain. I'm talking about John XYZ. None of us here in Jesus' name. But John XYZ, yeah. terrible pain. You are not going to say, oh, this cancer will never go. No. Father God, I thank you even though there's pain. Thank you that you have healed me. I bless your name because I believe I've received. So Jesus takes it as a great act of faith when we pray to him and we have faith that he has done it. I'll give an example of someone who was having, uh, there was a program in church and this man was having multiple seizures. So he was rushed to the hospital. How many are getting me so far? So there's a program yes. and on the way to the program in the car, someone starts having seizures, rushed to the hospital and he dies and is resuscitated or at least he's, there's no heart uh, 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 beat, he's resuscitated and I asked the church to pray in Jesus' name. And then I pray a prayer of faith. Or the church with me leading prays the prayer of faith. How I many are getting me so far? So the guy's in the hospital. The next day I ask, uh, how is he doing? They say that he's had multiple seizures, even more than the next day. What did I say? I said, oh, thank God that maybe the thing has been torn up, but he's healed already. I did not say, oh man, let's pray again. I just thanked God with the person for the healing until the person left the hospital, healed, and didn't get those seizures after. At least that I know of. Why? Because there's a difference between praying the prayer of faith and praying with, uh, uh, not the prayer of faith. How many are getting me so far? Very, very important. Yeah. Yes. So it means that even if you have not received what you are looking for yet, it does not mean that God has not given you the answer. Now, someone who has been awarded a, a, a degree, 
who has been awarded degree, the degree and has everything you've, you've, you've worked, you've gotten everything, you've finished your assignment and they are mailing your degree to you. You have not received it because they are going to mail it and you, are, you receive it in maybe three days time. When you are applying for a job, are you going to apply for a job and say that I would be awarded a degree later on? We are going to tell them that you have been awarded a degree already, a bachelor's. What are you going to say? You have it. Have you, yes, have you. you say that you've been awarded the degree already, but it is not in your hands yet. How can you say you've been awarded a degree because it is not in your hands? Because you've fulfilled all the requirements and you have worked and they've mailed it to you. In the same way, anytime you and I pray according to the will of God, anytime you and I pray according to the will of God, which is the word of God, we have the evidence and the degree or the certificate and the assurance that it has been done. So, whether or not we have it yet, we know that we have received it. Because you don't have the certificate yet, it's coming. In the same way, the answer is also coming. God has decreed in heaven that David has prayed about it and have given it to him, but it's coming. Things are manifested and established in the spiritual before they are manifested in the physical. Or things are established in the spiritual before they are manifested in the spiritual. Even Daniel, the prayer was coming very important many christians are defeated because whilst the prayer the answer is coming or the breakthrough is coming because they have prayed in faith they give up and say oh this thing i don't think it will happen let me not bother praying i won't get it and unfortunately for them they don't get it but when you pray the prayer of faith oh you will get it i said what you will get it. jesus taught us to pray as an expression of our faith. Indeed, prayer is an expression of your faith in an invisible God. Faith is prayer and prayer is faith. Every time you and I open our mouth to pray, you and I demonstrate that we have faith in God. So from now on, please don't say I didn't get it. Now, what is faith? Faith is something that you don't have yet. You have evidence and assurance that you have it now. Hope is a future thing. Hope is of the mind. I hope for the resurrection. I hope for the glorified body. I hope that those who are not yet married, I hope that on my wedding day, if I'm doing this on a park, it will not rain. Because imagine to spoil your wedding if it rains. So I hope for that. I hope for the future. No one can bring hope to present yet unless it is faith. Hope, you can't, no matter what you do, you can't hope for your glorified body and demand it now. It will not happen. No matter how much we hope, we can't hope for the resurrection and say that I need it now. I'm getting it now. No way. So hope is a future thing. Hope is a mind. The Bible says in Romans that through our learning of the scriptures, we have hope. I think it's Romans 15, 4. I don't think we'll be able to finish today, but that's okay. Yes, Romans 15, 4. For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through faith, patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Hope is of the mind, learning. Now, the Bible says in Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So, 
Hope, there's no materiality in hope because you, you can't touch it. It's not tangible. But faith brings tangibility or materiality to hope. Faith brings hope to now. Hallelujah. Faith Amen. is of the heart. Hope is of the mind. So when you and I are having faith for something, what we are saying is that something I'm hoping for, I'm, I have to grasp it before it, I can generate faith. I need my, I need this car. I'm believing God for this car. I don't have a car. I'm believing God for the car. I need a car. So what am I saying? I'm saying that God, I can picture a car. The car is not yet here, but I am having faith now, generating faith through the hope. And I'm telling God that I have the car now. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. Not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not yet seen. So, when you are praying the prayer of faith, you don't have it yet. Otherwise, you don't need faith. I have this Bible. I don't need faith for the Bible because it's in my hands. How can I say, God, I, I need faith for this Bible when I hold, I'm holding it? You don't, you don't have faith for something that is realized because you have it already. That's why in heaven there will be no need for faith because we are with God. Am I preaching to somebody? So faith only counts when you don't have what you are looking for yet, but you know that God has given it to you. That's when faith matters. Or that's when faith can be proved. That's when you and I can prove we need faith in God. When I'm asking God for an I, uh, 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 this airborne, when I don't yet have it and I'm asking him for it, <clears throat> maybe I don't have money to, I can't afford it. And I'm saying, God, I need airborne. Then I'm relying on God to either bring a miracle, which uh, the likely way to do it is to send someone or touch someone's heart to bring me airborne. So I don't have the airborne yet, but I have faith in God that no matter how, he's going to make sure I have it. And I'll be expecting a knock on the door. And someone saying that, God touched my heart. I don't know, do you need airborne? So I need faith for that. But once I get the airborne like I have it now, <clears throat> what's the point of faith? You have it already. That's why Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe at the point of praying before you have it yet. Believe that you receive it, and then you shall have it. What do you think? So, faith means confessing in Jesus' name and believing with your heart. Faith means speaking to God and believing you've received. Now, when you believe you've received, there's no point in... What, 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 why are you praying again about it? If, if I ask, Ivy, Ivy, can you give me airborne? And Ivy says, I'm bringing it to you tomorrow. Do I need to call Ivy every, every hour and ask Ivy, Ivy, can I have the airborne? No, rather, while she's even bringing it, I can be thanking her for bringing it. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here. I'm preaching. Believe you receive and you shall have. Also, Amen. prayer is also a great act of faith when we are praying persistent prayer. Now, later on, we'll talk about how the, when to know to pray persistent prayer and when to know to pray the prayer of faith, believing you've received. But that's, they are all acts of faith. 
There was a man of God. I don't think I'll be able to finish. Time is up. I, I'll just finish. I, I'll, I'll not even go to the third point. There are about five points. <clears throat> I'll just say this. There was a man of God who went to, for a pastor's convention. And the host pastor was on his way and had a, I don't know if it's a heart attack, but he was rushed to intensive care and was on his deathbed dying. So one of the pastors who was a man of faith, told the, the, the pastors that, you know what, came up and said, you know what, I want to stop this meeting and I want us to pray for this pastor because he's on his deathbed on his way for the, to the convention, the host pastor, and he's on his deathbed and we need to pray for him. So pastors, let's raise our hands to pray. Let's pray to heaven. Pray in Jesus' name for his healing. So they all prayed for about 30 minutes in Jesus' name. They prayed, look, they prayed, all pastors involved prayed. Then after that, they said in Jesus' name, they thank God for it, and they said in Jesus' name, amen. So as the pastor was leaving to go and sit down so that they continue their convention, the pastor asked the people, the, 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 the pastor who led the prayer asked all the pastors at the convention, how many of you are going to continue to pray for pastors, whatever? About 95% of the people lifted their hands up said that they will continue to pray for uh, the pastor. Then the man of God said, why do you have to pray for him? Have you, didn't you believe you've received? What are you praying for? You need to thank him. How many of you are going to thank God? Thank him for it. Thank Amen. him for it. Thank Amen. him for the healing because you believed you've received. What are you asking God for prayer? Did you not believe that he was going to give it to you? Nevertheless, if you are not careful and you use that to pray the prayer that you need to pray for, for uh, 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 what? To, to pray persistent prayer, you can easily find yourself in trouble. We'll talk about that later on. When you are praying for certain things, you are praying God, praying for the future, praying God, uh, praying the prayer of consecration, praying the prayer of intercession, praying uh, certain types of prayer. Make sure you pray and you continue to pray about that thing and you don't give up. You can thank God for it, but make sure you are praying about it. We'll talk about that in more detail later. I'm not out of word, I'm just out of time. But ladies and gentlemen, prayer is a great act of faith. Amen. Summarizing it, number one, pray and never give up on what you are praying about. Tell God that, God, I prayed about yesterday, I'm coming tomorrow, I'm not giving up. My loved one is going to be saved. My loved one is going to be saved. I, I need you to solve this problem for me. I'm going through a struggle, a, a physical struggle or whatever. I need help, whatever it is. Cons persisting prayer. Number two, when you are walking in faith, make sure you pray, you confess what you are believing for. Speak to your circumstances without doubting your heart. That is faith. Number three, pray the prayer of faith, believing you have received because Jesus Amen. takes it as a great act of faith. And finally, whilst you are doing all this, forgive those who have offended you. Amen. Knowing that when you don't forgive, Jesus said he will not forgive. Very, very important. Shall we pray? Father God, we want to thank you for today. We want to thank you for 
the faith secrets you have shared with us. We pray, O oh God, in Jesus' name, that you speak to each and every heart. Increase our faith. Father God, we cannot ask you as born-again Christians to give us faith. Because it was that faith that you gave us that saved us. So we will not ask you to give us faith because we already have faith if we are born-again Christians. But Lord, we are asking you to increase our faith. Increase each and every one of us our faith, Lord. Give us the grace to, to know your word because your word says that faith comes by hearing your word. Father God, cause us to pray persistent prayer like you told us in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 8. Father God, we also pray that you give us the grace to, to, to have faith, to speak to circumstances and not to doubt in our hearts, oh God. May we also pray the prayer of faith, believing we've received. Father God, we pray for all these and we know that you have given us the grace to walk in them. In Jesus' name we pray. And the same said, Amen. Now, whilst we are praying, if you are here, you are watching, you are on, uh, 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 you are in church, and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you know in your heart that you are far away from God, you are far away from God, and you know in your heart that you want to be close to God. Or you are someone who says, "I'm very sinful. I don't know Jesus. You know, I'm sinful. I even know Jesus, but look, I've, I've left Him, and I'm in sin." Your faith in Jesus will cause you to confess your sins. Don't worry about that. We are going to confess our sins. And Jesus Christ wants you to allow him to come into your heart. He says, behold, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If you hear me, open the door. And let me come in to be with you. If you want Jesus Christ to forgive you for all your sins. And you want to say, pastor, please pray with me then I want you to just raise your hands on live, Facebook Live or YouTube or wherever you are on the Zoom and I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness from today. I belong to Jesus Christ. I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For saving me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father Jesus. God, we thank you for salvation. Thank you for everyone who has surrendered their lives to you, Lord Jesus. We bless you and we thank you for, for salvation. We pray for strength. We pray for hope. We pray for deliverance. We pray for your hedge of protection to be around every single one of us who are watching and listening. We pray, oh God, that you would indeed cause us to flourish. May we excel. May we, may, may we be people after your own heart 
who would fulfill all your will for our lives. May we be people of great faith. <clears throat> May we be known in heaven as people of great faith. People with wealth overcoming faith. People with strong faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all and God bless you all on Facebook. Like, thank you for joining. And I want to say shalom.